everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey, everybody, welcome back. If you have ever had questions about why God chose only one nation to honor him, maybe you've had problems with that, maybe you've really questioned how God's allowed to do that, you definitely want to listen to what we have to say today. Today, we are looking at Isaiah 54 to 58. Uh, continuing through kind of that piece of Isaiah that is all about hope for exile, something to look forward to in the future. And there is some really interesting stuff today in the chapters that we're reading. So as we go over Isaiah 54 and 58 to 58, uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, to be quite honest, these chapters were a little dry for me, but that's okay. Oh, Jenny was bored today. (laughs) Well, whatever. Uh, something that did stick out to me that was a little interesting, I guess, if nothing else, was chapter 54, verses 7 and verse 10. So verse 7, you kind of pointed this one out a little bit earlier, but it goes along with 10 that I saw. So verse 7 says, For a brief moment I deserted you, but with great compassion I will gather you, which goes hand in hand with verse 10 that says, For the mountains may depart, the hills may be removed. But my steadfast love shall not depart from you. My covenant of peace shall not be removed. Uh, And our study Bible kind of mentions that, like, God's wrath is real, but his love far out, like, it exceeds that, like, so much more. Like, his his wrath is necessary, but his love is so much more... so much greater than what the wrath is and it's unchanging like his love is unchanging for us actually our bible says it's eternally unchanging Mm -hmm. which is kind of like oh that's pretty cool it's a good reminder like we do need to have those those parameters but god still is going to like extend his love we talked about kind of this theme a little bit recently where we we basically were drawing out the fact that Uh, the punishment for several hundreds of years of disobedience by the Israelites. Mm -hmm. Like they turned their back on God for hundreds of years. The punishment is 70 years of exile. Yeah. And that is what, that's what God's talking about here through Isaiah. Like basically like I will send you into exile. You have been disobedient. You will be corrected by me, but I will turn away from my wrath and there will be a time where I am your father again. It actually says I'm your husband again. Mm-hmm. You will forget your shame. You will forget your sin. And you will walk with me. He actually talks about, um, this is 54 verse 9. Like This is like the days of Noah to me, as I swore that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth. So I have sworn that I will not be angry with you and I will not rebuke you. So basically, like God is saying, yeah, you are going to be punished. You are going to be separated from me, but I will relent from my wrath at some point soon. And it is interesting to me how those two things are held in balance. It does seem like today, at least in the culture that I'm aware of that I walk in, we tend to overemphasize God's love as though there is no wrath and there is no judgment and there is no like, well, you know, you just... You live your truth and God will forgive you and God will lead you. Um, God does punish us and discipline us, but also God loves us and cares for us and looks out for us. It's it's really interesting. So I guess these chapters, um, this is just a continuation of Isaiah's prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what kind of got to me a little bit is like when I think about, now I understand that my personal prayer life is not the same thing as prophecy. So don't hear that. (laughs) But when I'm praying, sometimes I feel like when I'm 
when something is on my heart, like I'll pray for it one way and then I'll like pray for other things and then I'll pray for it a different way, like all in the same breath. And it kind of feels like Isaiah with this prophecy is like kind of like that in that he says a lot of the same things over and over again, but in like different Different ways. ways. Yeah. So I kind of see that. That's why I was saying earlier, this seems a little redundant and not as interesting to me. Uh, because it seems like it's a lot of the same stuff, mm. a lot of that same prophecy that's coming through, just spoken in like slightly different wording. Mm. I don't know. Jenny wants Isaiah to get some new material. I'm ready for Isaiah. Should to be have over. wrapped up your letter a while ago, Isaiah. <laughs> uh, this is this is kind of interesting, and this is kind of how I introed the episode. But I do want to get to this. Um, Isaiah 56 is a really good chapter to go to if you have struggled with the idea that God chose only the Israelites to be His people. Mm. That does seem kind of unfair. Um, it does make God to be make God out to be like concerned about only one certain type of people, um, only the Jewish people. Uh, but Isaiah fifty six pretty explicitly states that God has a heart for all who seek Him, and their nationality does not matter. Like God, God's heart is for obedience, um, not for a specific group of people or type of people. So Isaiah 56, verse 3, Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, The Lord will surely separate me from his people. So this is for like an insecure person who is not an Israelite that loves the Lord. God is saying, hey, don't be worried about me cutting you off. I'm not going to cut you off. I'm going to number you with my people. And let not the eunuch say, behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and who hold fast to my covenant. I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. So this is, you know, maybe that language is a little bit strange to you. Um, This is symbolic saying that even eunuchs, those are men who have chosen to like destroy their reproductive system to some degree um, to honor a lot of times like a royal court. Um, God is saying, if you follow me and worship me and love me, I will give you things that are even better than physical descendants in this world. I will give you like a spiritual inheritance. And so Isaiah 56 draws out Um, that God is accepting of many kinds of peoples when they are obedient to him and worship him. And so I think it's a significant chapter. It's one that I haven't really paid a lot of attention to in the past, but it is definitely sticking out to me today. And it's something that we've seen a lot throughout history. Like we talked about uh, the Egyptians that left Egypt with the Israelites uh, as part of the Exodus. Like that is... Egyptian people who loved the Lord, and so they enjoyed communion with the Lord. We talked about Rahab, uh, who was a Canaanite. God had said to devote the Canaanites to destruction, and yet Rahab was saved um, and allowed to be a pretty significant part in God's story of redemption. Uh, And here we just have another example in Isaiah 56, God saying, hey, like the foreigners that are worshiping me and following me, don't be afraid. I am with you, and I know you. And you can follow me and I will take care of you. Mm -hmm. What makes this even more interesting is that if you continue through that chapter, uh, verses like 9 through 12 12, um, is about people who think that their national status or their heritage is enough to give them right standing with God. Uh, you, you beasts of the field come to devour all you beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind. They are without knowledge. 
Um, they are as silent as dogs. They cannot bark, dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. The dogs have a mighty appetite. They never have enough. But they are shepherds who have no understanding and have turned to their own way. So God basically like promises to love and care for the outsiders and then says, hey, you guys that think you're insiders, who think that you have right standing with me just because of who you are or how you grew up, I see the way you're living and I see the way you're taking advantage of people and I'm not going to allow you to prosper in that way. Um, that This idea actually develops even further uh, when there's kind of this discussion of true worship and false worship in chapter 58. Um, this idea that like, hey, you're coming together to fast and to worship and to pray, but I know you're a fake uh, because of the way you treat your workers and the way you treat the people around you and the way that you're fasting and worshiping only to honor yourself and not to honor me and be obedient to me. That is the Lord. Interesting thing our Bibles mentioned too is that these people who these irresponsible leaders, uh, it says that there is no place for this type of hypocrisy, these selfish, complacent leaders, there's no place for this hypocrisy in God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. And also uh, that tail end, that nine through 12 verses nine through 12. Uh, it's, it says in contrast with the outcasts of Israel who have the endless hope, mm -hmm. uh, these self-serving leaders are being warned like, hey, you need to be real and pull it together because judgment will fall upon you if you um, are basically abusing your power, your place, your your heritage mm -hmm. in order to, to gain what you think you will. Uh, that concept will get fleshed out even more, I think, in the New Testament. Yeah. Um, where where a lot of the Jews think that just by nature of being Jews, they have right standing with God. Well, that'd um, be like the Pharisee stuff too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Paul even goes as far as saying like, hey, you think you're special just because you're descendants of Abraham. God can raise up any descendants of Abraham he wants. Well, yeah, I mean, numbered as high or as many as the mm -hmm. stars, like that includes a lot of people. Actually, so it's just, a, I think, a, a good reminder that this idea that, God's chosen people are Israel and only Israel. That's kind of silly. Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't even understood to be true in Isaiah's day. Isaiah was drawing attention to that. Um, so God is not a God of only a specific group of people based on their national status or heritage. Uh, God is a God of people who are obedient to his laws and commandments. And so I just encourage you to remember that. Um, don't, <laughs> don't think that you have right standing with God just because of the church that you go to or the Bible study that you attend or you grew up with the white grandma, um, <laughs> you have right standing with God when you're obedient to him. And obviously we, we have right standing with God through Jesus' sacrifice. It's our faith that saves us, not our works. Mm -hmm. um, but when we do good works, we draw attention to the faith that has saved us. So when faith saves us, it drives us to do the things that God has commanded us to. So that's the your part for today. Uh, live that out. Don't be distracted and don't be deceived. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Isaiah chapter 54. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more, 
than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the piece of your tent, and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations, and will people in the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be ashamed. Be not confounded, for you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth, and the reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more. For your Maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer, the God of the whole earth he is called. For the Lord has called you, like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit, like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. For a brief moment I deserted you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In overflowing anger for a moment I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. This is like the days of Noah to me, as I swore that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth. So I have sworn that I will not be angry with you and will not rebuke you. For the mountains may depart and the hills may be removed, but the steadfast love shall not depart from you. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. O afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted, behold, I will set your stones in antimony and will lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of agati, your gates of carbuncles, and all your wall of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. Behold, I have created the smith, who blows the fire of coals, and produces a weapon of its purpose. I have also created the ravager to destroy. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Chapter 55 Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me, hear that your soul may live. And I will make you with an everlasting covenant my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that you did not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be to those that go out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish with which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy, and be led forth in peace." 
The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle, and it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Chapter 56 Thus says the Lord, Keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come, and my righteousness be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this, and the son of man who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath, not profaning it, and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, The Lord will surely separate me from this people. And let not the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord, To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name, better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it and holds fast to my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain, and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. The Lord God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel, declares, I will gather yet others to him besides those already gathered. All you beasts of the field come to devour all you beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind. They are without knowledge. They are all silent dogs. They cannot bark, dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. The dogs have a mighty appetite. They never have enough, but they are shepherds who have no understanding. They have all turned to their own way, each to his own gain, one and all. Come, they say, let us get wine, let us fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow we will be like this all day, great beyond measure. Chapter 57 The righteous man perishes, and no one lays it to heart. Devout men are taken away, while no one understands. For the righteous man is taken away from calamity. He enters into peace. They rest in their beds, who walk in their uprightness. But you, draw near, sons of the sorceress, offspring of the adulterer and the loose woman. Whom are you mocking? Against whom do you open your mouth wide and stick out your tongue? Are you not children of transgression, the offspring of deceit, you who burn with lust among the oaks under every green tree, who slaughter your children in the valleys under the clefts of the rocks? Among the smooth stones of the valley is your portion. They, they are your lot. To them you have poured out a drink offering. You have brought a grain offering. Shall I relent for these things? On a high and lofty mountain you have set your bed, and there you went up to offer sacrifice. Behind the door and the doorpost you have set up your memorial. For deserting me you have uncovered your bed. You have gone up to it. You have made it wide and you have made a covenant for yourself with them. You have loved their bed. You have looked on nakedness. You journeyed to the king with oil and multiplied your perfumes. You sent your envoys far off and sent them even to Sheol. You were wearied with the length of your way, but you did not say it is hopeless. You found new life for your strength, and so you were not faint. Whom did you dread and fear so that you lied? and did not remember me, did not lay it on your heart. Have I not held my peace even for a long time, and you do not fear me? 
I will declare your righteousness for your and your deeds, but they will not profit you. When you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you. The wind will carry them all off, and breath will take them away. But he who takes refuge in me shall possess the land and shall inherit my holy mountain. And it shall be said, Build up, build up, prepare the way, remove every obstruction from my people's way. For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly, and to revive the heart of the contrite. For I will not contend forever, nor will I always be angry, for the spirit would grow faint before me, and the breath of life that I made. Because of the iniquity of his unjust gain I was angry, I struck him, I hid my face and was angry, but he went on backsliding in the way of his own heart. I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. I will lead him and restore comfort to him and his mourners, creating the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to the far and to the near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, for it cannot be quiet, and its waters toss up mire and dirt. There is no peace, my God says. For the wicked. Chapter 58. Cry aloud and do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves, and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed? and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this fast a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh, Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go on before you. The glory of the Lord shall be on your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer, and you shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of your finger, and speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry, and satisfy the desire of the afflicted. Then shall your light rise in the darkness, and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually, and satisfy your desire in scorched places, and make your bones strong. And you will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall rise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach." the restorer of streets to dwell in. 
If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and shall call the Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going on your ways, or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow. Thank you.